0: This episode of The Happiness Question is brought to you by Jay Schiffman. Jay Schiffman is a public speaker, coach, and host of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. He interviews people with lived experiences on the topics of mental health, substance misuse, and recovery, and drug use and policy to help end stigma and normalize difficult conversations through empathy and vulnerability. Each year, over 125,000 Americans die from overdose and suicide combined. I'm not even talking about the other causes of death related to substance misuse and mental health. Just those two. Those are our friends, our neighbors, our family members. They go to our churches, eat next to us at our favorite restaurants. They talk to us through our favorite podcasts. And these deaths are completely preventable. There are massive system changes that need to happen. But until we can have an honest conversation about these topics... These lives will continue to be lost. That's why Jay produces the Choose Your Struggle podcast. That's why he tells his story. As a guy in long-term recovery who survived two suicide attempts and an overdose, he recognizes his privilege. He's been given a second chance in a country and a world where most people don't even get their first. For him not to use it for something truly meaningful would be a waste of his second chance. That's why he gives up every day to work to end the stigma and ensure that those who need help get the help they deserve, because we're in this together. Check out his podcast, Choose Your Struggle, by listening wherever you find podcasts.
1: Hello and welcome to The Happiness Question. Today I have with me Marilyn Redmond, a spirit medium of all people, from Seattle, Washington, on how we can embrace our emotions and the origin unhappiness. happiness.
0: This episode of The Happiness Question is sponsored by Audible. Start your free 30-day trial today to get one audiobook and two Audible originals for free by going to audibletrial.com slash thehappinessquestion.
1: Hello and welcome to The Happiness Question. I'm really glad to have you on here. Uh, what is the most common myth about happiness?
2: Well, I'm just so glad to be here today and I want to thank you for inviting me and it's been real fun getting this together because I had to do some thinking and putting it into words. But the real myth is we look to others outside of ourselves for happiness. And so that's what we've pretty much been taught in especially religion. You look outside for someone to save you. And so if that's the case, you're looking in the wrong place. It's important to find your happiness inside and not looking outside, you know, little girls are taught, you get married, you know, you find a husband, you're going to live happily ever after. And there's the white picket fence. And what I found out is that's not really the way it goes. And somebody else went, just because I'm married, isn't going to make me happy. I have to do some work with myself. You know, nobody's going to make me happy. I have to create my own happiness. And so looking outside for other parents can't make you happy. Grandparents you know they're wonderful to have, and they're you know those connections and relationships are very important. But the happiness doesn't really come from the other people. You allowed that happiness inside of you to come out and be happy.
1: I totally agree. When I did my study on all of it, I found that the more you depend on other things to make you happy, or what other people think in order to make you happy, the less happy you're going to be.
2: Right, because you know you have to trust yourself and you have to like yourself and as we go through the program today there's a lot of things we can remove in our thinking and our emotions so we can love ourselves and have self-respect and it doesn't come from outside it's an inside job
1: yeah you mentioned something that really does happen a lot and it's losing happiness in some of the things that we used to love why do you think that happens
2: Well, when we look outside, we've been taught that if we have a really good job. You know, people will respect us and that'll make us happy. Or if we have the right house in the right community, the right street, you know, or the car that's got the biggest zoom. (laughs) For a man, it's the the truck with the biggest engine, right? (laughs) And and so, you know, we're looking for that happiness from objects. And those are fleeting. Uh, A house can burn down. Jobs can disappear in a moment nowadays (laughs) and uh, the car can break down and get rusted or whatever. So you can be in an accident and there's no more car. So to try to find happiness from those external things is fleeting. And uh, what we're looking for is something internal, which is everlasting and permanent. And what I now know is that your energy inside continues with you throughout your, not just this life, it continues and that's what's everlasting. So it's not the material items because they can fall apart and disappear and for whatever reason, you know, all of a sudden you don't have a bank account, (laughs) so the bank goes broke and that has happened. So, you know, it's a matter of what inside of you is going to make you happy Are you finding that love in your heart and opening up so that you're a happy person no matter what's around you, no matter what house you live in? It's that's not the issue. It's who are you?
1: Awesome. I can't believe I forgot to ask you about your background and how you've come to know so much about
2: happiness. Well, that's a good question. Well, I had a very unhappy early life. It was very, very difficult and dysfunctional. I was raised in a dysfunctional family. There was alcoholism and mental illness. And I lived in depression my whole life and didn't even know that's what it was called until many, many years later. And in finding a solutions for my problems, my husband's trying to kill me and I'm trying suicide. My life is so miserable. So I know about what isn't happy. <laughs> and so when you start looking for answers, I found 12-step programs and they're very spiritual and they're about making yourself, cleaning out your old memories, cleaning out your old trauma and drama so that happiness can surface. And what I discovered is that I actually am created as a happy person. I am created with that happy spirit within, like I'm creator. I have to release the things that have covered it up. I built barriers to protect myself from more harm. Those barriers stopped the happiness. And so as I discovered, you know, the more I release, I have to identify the fear, the guilt, the shame, the jealousies, the envy of other people having what I don't have. As I release the past, then I can come into what's really current and true. The past is over, it's history. And I don't have to let that influence my life anymore. So in learning all of this, I became a spiritual minister to do counseling so other people could also find their inner love inner happiness and we don't have to live in depression because love is who we are we're individualized creatures of love if we really you know that's what's in our hearts when we're created and life influences affect us and it's how we react and I reacted out of fear because I thought my dad would beat me up next after he beat up my mom so everything I did was to protect myself Well, today as an adult, I can make better decisions. I can put myself in safe places and I don't have to react. I can now love myself enough so I can respond in healthy, happy ways. And, you know, I was just down at the ocean and it was not the happiest environment I would have picked for me, but it was my boyfriend's family. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I could make myself Happy in that situation because I didn't let their situation affect me like I would have in the past. So I went down the ocean. In fact, uh, because of my arthritis, I couldn't walk on the beach. And there was actually a free wheelchair designed for beaches with great big wheels. So you could push it on the sand. And so, you know, I could go to the beach and have a really great time. But what was around me was not happy. They were very angry people. But just because what's around you isn't going well doesn't mean you have to buy into it. You can change yourself to make yourself happy. What they're doing is none of your business. (laughs) They can be as unhappy as they want to. (laughs) So awesome. So what changed
1: how you saw things in order for you to see this? Because this is a really great frame of mind. How did you get there?
2: A lot of work. What I found out in the the 12-step programs is that we have to take an inventory of our lives and identify every negative thought, word, expression, behaviors, and reframe them. Now, what I discovered is I had been living life through the eyes of a three-year-old who was scared that they were going to be beat up next. Now I can look through the eyes of an adult and say the bigger picture was, All these things came together just like they were supposed to come together. And what can I learn from it? The challenge of life is not to be the victim. It's to say, these were terrific lessons for me. What is the knowledge and the understanding that made a bigger picture? And today, I don't see myself as just a person on the planet in third dimension. I know I'm a spiritual person. And I know what the bigger picture is, that we all have to go through these negative experiences to move back into the truth of who we are. And so it's this bigger picture saying, if I hadn't have gone through that, if I hadn't have gone through, and I've gone through all kinds of abuse, if I hadn't lived in domestic violence, I wouldn't have found the answers. So if we accept what we were going through and say, now what's the answer and what's the bigger picture and how can I help somebody else with that? That's where the change comes. Instead of me playing victim, I am now extending love to others so they can heal their lives too.
1: That's so cool. Well, I'm assuming is with this question is what releases the past harms and problems is just oh, you
2: know, us, right? Well, what I found out was you can go into meditation and ask for it to be released. So I say humbly release. My fear of uh, whatever, I'm fearless today. My last fear was uh, fear of heights. I panicked on an octopus ride in sixth grade and they took me off the ride immediately when they saw me, they said, she's got to get off of there. <laughs> and so I was never going on a, a ride again like that up in the air. And my boyfriend was having a birthday and he said, let's go for the Ferris wheel ride down on the waterfront of Seattle. There's this huge, huge Ferris wheel. It looks out all over the water and the town, and it's beautiful. And I said, no, I'm not going up in that. And so I I told him several times I wasn't going up. And so I talked to my friend, and she says, well, I'll hypnotize you so you can go up. And, well, I do hypnotism professionally. So I thought, oh, is that what I need to do? So I went into meditation, which is the same as hypnotism, and I put myself in the arms of God so I was safe. And I found out you can't have fear and faith at the same time. So when I went, I said, I can go up in the Ferris wheel now. And he said, he looked at me and he says, are you sure? You know, he, I'd already told him half a dozen times I wasn't going up. And so, yeah, we went up and it was the most beautiful experience. In fact, the picture of the sunset of going up in the Ferris wheel became the cover of my book, Paradigm Busters, Paradigm Busters Reveal the Real You. Because that orange sky was my reward for having gone past my last fear. So when I went up there and I had a wonderful time, I felt good. And I discovered when you ask to have it released and you replace it with love and grace, you are releasing it. But you, when you do it in a meditative or hypnotic state, you're doing it in a higher consciousness. It's not a superficial releasing. You're doing it from your soul. You're doing it from your inner spirit. So it really does leave. And so I've been up in the spares wheel again. Uh, he wanted to take his family up. So I went up a second time. No sweat, no problem. But you can identify each of these, release it in meditation, replace it with what you do want. In my case, loving and grace. And the first time I felt grace in my life was phenomenal. I thought, oh, I want more of this. So I'm willing to look at those things that scared the heck out of me in the past and I can replace it with what I do want, and my life today has changed inside out. I mean, inside, I am a happy person, and my life is what we, we create our own reality, and my life outside of me today is nothing like what I grew up. So, if people want to know the details of how to do this, Paradigm Busters reveal the real you is at amazon.com, along with, I have 10 books on Amazon, and I, the story of My own personal story moving through this is called Finding Reality Beyond Fear, and it takes you through the steps that I went through personally. The Paradigm Busters book is really more for general people to identify their situations in that re-identified mind. And I have a book called The Real Meaning of 2012, A New Paradigm to Bring Heaven to Earth, because that identifies the ego, and the ego is what stops our happiness. And so in that book, it explains how the ego has covered up your happiness. And so that's also at Amazon, too. Awesome.
1: They all sound actually really good.
2: I think they're terrific. (laughs) In fact, I I reread two of my books the other day because I thought, well, it took 25 years to write Paradigm Busters, Reveal the Real You. As I was growing, I was writing the book. And so I read it in sections. I just sit down and read the whole book. I got through the book and I thought, oh, that turned out really pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to just look back on what you've done. Well, one of the things that helped me to start to change things was, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln has a quote and he said that most people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. And that's when I realized you could change your mind. yes. That was kind of a real turning point for me. We are responsible for the thoughts in our head, our beliefs. I don't have a belief today I, because beliefs come from up here. I go to my heart. What is my heart telling me to do today? My beliefs come from other people telling me how to think. And today I think for myself. This is what makes me happy. It's not maybe what makes you happy, but this is what works for me.
1: Yeah. And it's actually really cool that you had that quote, because it's actually one of the quotes that we talked about on one of our other episodes.
2: Another quote that was very helpful, Ken Keyes Jr. said, everything is a gift of the universe, even joy, anger, jealousy, frustration, and separation. Everything is perfect, either for our growth or for our enjoyment. So if you accept everything that's come into your life as a gift, as I was saying, and then see how it can benefit others, what you've learned from that. So instead of resisting when things go poorly, he's saying, accept it all and learn from all of it. And that's what makes our growth. In fact, what we're really doing is growing up. And little kids are scared. Little kids get angry. I don't have to throw a temper tantrum anymore. That's called anger. (laughs) <laughs> or resentment you know life happened but what can I learn from it and that's what he's saying everything's a gift to learn from it I like that because accepting life as it comes to me today takes away all the pain and the happiness is a much easier to have when you aren't resisting life
1: so what feelings indicate we're happy
2: well the feelings I have today are gratitude peace harmony balance contented glad cheerful delighted joy I have a lot of joy coming into my life as the old feelings are leaving I never knew you could have joyful feelings I mean that's not where my family came from and I guess the turning point in feelings was gratitude when I started being grateful and see my mother was uh mentally ill and everything was poor me poor me and and she wasn't an alcoholic it was you know, alcoholics say, pour me another drink. But she said, you know, she took pills because that's what the doctors gave her, which worked just like alcohol in a person if you don't understand the chemistry. And, and so she was always poor me because she had a lot of abuse in her childhood. And, and so I didn't even know you could be grateful. And I learned you're supposed to be grateful for what you have. And all of a sudden, as I started being grateful, you know, I do have a roof over my head. And I do have money for food today. And I do have food in the refrigerator, you know, I'm not gonna go hungry. So when you start getting gratitude, guess what? It grows and you start getting even more because you have opened your heart to be grateful and thankful that you have it, then more comes into your life. So gratitude, the feeling of gratitude, and I do feel very blessed today. God has really blessed me God is energy and expansion, and we just keep expanding and expanding. And every day is really kind of a new surprise. What do you have in store? Or what adventure do we have today? It's in the past, it was how terrible is it going to be today? <laughs> how do we practice being more grateful? Well, I was told to make a list. Now, because there was nothing originally in my life to be grateful for, the only thing I could put on my list was that I was a teacher, and that I had an income, right? So my mother wanted me to be a teacher. Today, I'm grateful that happened, because I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher. (laughs) And so I put down, I was a teacher, and I was grateful for that. And I didn't know what else to put down. And when you kind of open the door, you start, oh, well, this happened. I'm grateful for that. You just start every day adding one or two more things to your list. And I am still finding things to be grateful for. I have yet to come to the end of how well, even through all the terrible trauma and drama I went through and abuse. And I'm grateful I'm living in reality. I actually have feelings, you asked about feelings. I never had a feeling until the last, oh, maybe 10 years or so, because I was so shut down from fear, I couldn't feel a thing. And so I had to thaw out. And as thawing out, the feelings came in. And how do you deal with feelings? I didn't have a clue. My parents didn't have a feeling either. So feelings were a whole new adventure for me. And as the new feelings come in, I don't always understand them. But today I can be very blessed and I can appreciate. The other day I I said, well, what's going on with me this time? Oh, Marilyn, you're going through grief. The past is leaving. (laughs) <laughs> so I have to kind of stop sometimes and think about oh what am I feeling and now I'm grateful I don't have to have the past influence my life today and I can be happy
1: wow. It is awesome oh I love this question that you wrote I am really curious for the answer in what way did your emotions find happiness and what does that mean
2: Oh, my emotions find happiness. I don't remember writing that, but that's a good question. I had lived in such a depressed life for so long, I didn't even know I was frozen. (laughs) And I didn't know how to get out of it. And as the feelings started coming in, somebody said, hang on to your hat, you're in for the ride of your life. And what I discovered is emotions have a high like a roller coaster and a low. And so I had to learn to say, You know, it's okay to have the highs. I can be in joy and gratitude and ecstatic about whatever. You know, this is really terrific. And, you know, how wonderful can this be? But it's going to be followed by, you can't have day without night. So you're going to have a low time because when you get really happy and in a good place, that's when the old stuff can come up and leave. If you don't cover up your feelings, then you can let them leave. And you can go in the the joyful times and the happiness just get better and better.
1: That's so cool. So you're saying to, you know, be okay with your emotions, right? Just let them out in whatever way you can. Um, Do you have any suggestions for doing that or how we can do it better?
2: Well, it's a matter of understanding you're actually improving your life by doing it. Why would you want to make your life miserable? When I realized, when I released and and identified like all the fears because I'm fearless now when I identified all of this my life just kept getting better and better why not accept those feelings now if I don't have a feeling I'm like Pinocchio I'm a puppet and so when my feelings started coming in I started becoming human instead of a puppet because feelings today when they pop in it's like oh i'm not a puppet i'm not dead i'm not solid you know i actually i'm a human being that has feelings and that means you're alive so i was really the walking dead without feeling my feelings and so happiness is you're alive why would you want to stop that today when that makes your life so much better and what the people don't always understand that when you are a happy wonderful feeling person It's contagious. And so you're spreading the light, and that you're the lighthouse. And to be a lighthouse is really exciting, actually. So just to let the light come in more and more, and those feelings are the energy we send out, and to extend that and to allow others to have feelings. One of the saddest things that people do when people are having feelings, they are afraid of them. So they want to shut the person having their feelings down. And so I'm, as a counselor, people come to me and all of a sudden they're in tears. I say, yay, their feelings are coming up. That's what we want to do. But now if they are around a person that doesn't understand, they run and want to get you a Kleenex. They want to get you a hanky. They want to figure, you know, how to stop what's going on. Don't stop the feelings coming up because that's what's relieving so you can even have better feelings. So just accept people having their feelings. It's real. And that actually they're growing out beyond. And it's time for those old feelings to leave. So it's marvelous when people have feelings. It means they're growing. And what we're here on earth to do is to mature, to grow up past the negative feelings into the new, good, better, happy feelings. And if we allow it to happen, our lives improve, you know, in numerous ways.
1: I am so glad that you've been on the
2: shelf. Oh, well, this is fun for me. You know, anytime you want to hear more about it, I'm always available. Man,
1: so how did you get into, like, what you're into now, though? Like, where did, like, spirit mediumship and all of these other things come from? Like, you said you were a teacher.
2: Well, I had to leave the classroom. I was medically retired. And so I had... To still make some money. So I went to the junior colleges and started teaching metaphysics. And in one of my classes, a student came up and said, Do you counsel? Well, a lot of counseling goes on when you're a teacher. So I said, Yes. And then through taking her on as a client, I discovered I really needed some tools. So I became an ordained spiritual minister to do spiritual counseling. And so through the combination of, of the training and the having clients and whatever. I'm doing all this meditation to improve my life. And my aunt came in. She had passed over. She committed suicide. And she passed over to tell me I was very, very concerned about her because the churches say you shouldn't commit suicide. You'll go to hell. And she showed up in a vision and to um, let me know there is no hell. But she would have to come back and do that life over, cause she hadn't learned the lessons necessary for her to move on in spiritual growth. So anyway, I started connecting the spirit. And then gradually I took some more classes for counts uh, channeling for several years. And the angels and masters are, are always around you. And in those classes, my energy inside started growing and growing and growing into higher consciousness. And today I can connect with the other side. It's just a matter of practicing it, being open to it and responding. And I have an entourage with me every day of of Archangel Michael's with me every day, Jesus, Mother Mary, Archangel Raphael and Archangel Gabriel. We all get together and have our big conferences. And so to me, they're like my spiritual family today. And what I know is everybody goes into the spirit world you just shed your physical skin and move on in life and they're there and available for us i talked to my aunt my mother my dad who's passed over had a life as an indian and he leaves me feathers where i go very like at the beach there was a feather my dad's with me so we're connected to the spirit world a lot more than people realize or we've been told because if See, people have tried to control us to be what they want us to be, their servants, and we have a lot more abilities than we've been allowed to understand, and so our spirit world is really just another part of who we are, and we've been kind of shut off from it through various ways, and so when you open up to that, it creates a whole new new family, I guess you'd say, because Even though my parents have passed over at this point, it's like they're right with me all the time anyway in my heart. They've never really left.
1: Thank you so much for sharing what you believe and for sharing all the stuff about happiness.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much.